What's going on, fellow football fans? I am JVB, and you're listening to a new episode of the Postgame Report. So this is the aftermath of a bad defeat for the New York Giants. They lost to the Philadelphia Eagles in a playoff matchup, and as bad as the Giants roster looked, we thought coming into this game that the New York Giants would play a tough game against the Philadelphia Eagles. Lo and behold, that's not what happened. I'm not so much upset that the New York Giants lost. What I am upset about is that the effort, the toughness that we witnessed in the last month of the season was gone. The Eagles was abusing the New York Giants, and it wasn't just from a playbook perspective or coaching advantage. It was physical. The Eagles came out and physically destroyed the New York Giants. And that was something I did not want to see. I wanted to see the New York Giants play as tough as they could, make it a game where even if they lost, the Eagles would have some respect for the New York Giants players. There was no respect by the Philadelphia Eagles, by the coaching staff, especially the fans. (laughs) There was just no reason to go out there and say, you know what, the Giants played a very tough game, and kudos to you guys. No, it was a laughing, uh, it was a running joke, right? Like, where where were the big bad Giants that everybody was talking about coming into this game? So, as a football fan... As a New York Giants fan, most importantly, I was disappointed, truly disappointed. By halftime, the game was over. There was some semblance of momentum that the New York Giants got on on offense where they scored a touchdown, but the defense was not going to stop the Philadelphia Eagle offense. And the fact that the wide receivers didn't have an impact for the Philadelphia Eagles. And they still had over 30 points. I mean, that, that's a, a big indication that the Eagles ran the ball at will. Wide receivers were just uh, blocking out safeties and, and cornerbacks, abusing them. Our inside linebackers couldn't get off a block. And the edge, the edge just could not maintain the run. As soon as Dexter Lawrence catches a break, he goes on the sideline to catch a break, they run right up the gut easily. And that's nothing new. That's been the formula for the New York Giants this entire season where they could not, with the exception of the Tennessee Titan game, where they did a good job of nullifying uh, Derrick Henry, Besides that game, they did not have a dominant run defense. There was no game where the Giants just shut down an offense completely, running and passing. Uh, Offensively, (laughs) there was really nothing to say. It was an embarrassment. It was an embarrassment. They were beat on the line, whether it was offense or defense. The players were just beat one-on-one, physically, and towards the end, it looked like they were mentally out of the game as well. So, hey, 
I didn't expect the New York Giants to be in a playoff game, let alone, let alone win a playoff game. So overall, the season was a success. There, it, we are a year ahead of where we thought that maybe in, in, in uh, Dable's second year that the New York Giants could be in a position to be in the playoffs. It happened in year one. Now, the Giants could have a better record next season and not make the playoffs. So we, don't, we never know. When you're in the playoffs, you want to see your team just take it all the way. And as difficult as that was going to be, because let's say they would have defeated the Philadelphia Eagles. Let's say something crazy happened and the New York Giants advanced. Whether they were playing the, uh, excuse me, the 49ers or the Cowboys, it didn't matter because both of those teams can run. Both of those teams have really good offensive linemen. And the New York Giants cannot stop the run. That is why I was surprised that the Vikings didn't just continue to run the ball against the New York Giants defense. And so that was an error in the Vikings part. But that definitely needs to change. So now we have Daniel Jones as a free agent, Saquon Barkley as a free agent. Most of the Giants wide receivers are free agents. I'm talking about Slayton, uh, Richard, Richie James. Uh, I can't even, Starling Shepard, excuse me. And then they're going to get rid of uh, Galladay. So that leaves Robinson, Hodgins. Now, Hodgins, he, he probably has another year or so in his contract. I'm not sure. He would be a nice complimentary piece to Robinson, but the New York Giants definitely, and I'm not saying nothing new, they need that dominant number one wide receiver that will take the attention off the running game and off the other receivers. So that's nothing new. So that is a top priority. The other priority is finding offensive linemen inside that that, that's going to play and actually make a difference. I really love Gates as a player and his comeback story is miraculous. I would like to see him come back. I would like to see Nick Gates come back. You know he will come back stronger and determined to be the number one center. He might do that. But we need a right and left guard. It's unfortunately, I mean, it's unfortunate that Zudu got injured because he could have gotten more reps. And who knows, maybe towards the end of the season, Izudu would have been a starting uh, left guard. So we'll see. The New York Giants, they have the book and tackles. Evan Neal had his growing pains. So you expect him to take a leap in year two. But the interior of the offensive line is a huge problem. If it was me, that would be priority number one and wide receiver would be priority number three. The reason why I say number three is because defensively, the New York Giants need at least two dependable corners and one irrefutable starting cornerback. But I'll get to that in a second. As far as Daniel Jones, 
Do I want him to re-sign him? I would like to see Daniel Jones back. A lot of people are talking about salary cap numbers and stuff like that. I'll leave that to the professionals. I'm not a professional. As a fan, I would like to see Daniel Jones back. He proved that he can be an effective starting quarterback. Uh, quarterback. Would I like to see Saquon Barkley back? Of course. He's a, he's a great player. Once again, it all comes down to money. So offensively, right now, the Giants don't have a starting quarterback. They don't have a starting running back. Fortunately, running back's a little easier to find a starting running back, or you can have a running back by committee. But you can't do that with a quarterback. We saw already that a wide receiving unit needs a dominant number one wide receiver. Even if they're not, let's say, an Odell Beckham at his prime, right? They just need someone that has that threat of taking it all the way. And right now, Slayton was the guy that can go deep, but you couldn't depend on his hands. He wasn't a prolific uh, route runner either. So the Giants didn't have a legitimate number one wide receiver. Coming into the season... People thought, wow, the Giants got three potential number one wide receivers on the field. And look, <laughs> none of those players, Shepard, Galladay, Tony, none of them did anything for the New York Giants. Well, Shepard did. When Shepard was in there, he did. He, did. he was actually playing. He was effective and unfortunately got injured. On defense, you have a superstar in Dexter Lawrence, a uh, 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 all-pro superstar, okay? It is, it is great to say that for a Giants defensive lineman. And the Giants are going to have to pay this guy next season. So as far as the defensive tackle position, we only have Dexter Lawrence <laughs> because they show that when you – took Dexter Lawrence out of the game, that middle of the field was wide open. Ellis wasn't doing jack shit for this New York Giants team. So Leonard Williams, he was playing defensive end. I would love to see Leonard Williams and Dexter Lawrence in a 4-3 alignment where you have to account for both of those players with three offensive linemen. Because you're going to have to double-team Dexter Lawrence. And I'm talking about having four down linemen on first and second downs. Because if you can't find linebackers, inside linebackers, that can get off a block and make a tackle against the run, then you're going to have to have big bodies on the defensive line to take care of that and have a speedy middle linebacker that will roam free because blockers are tied up and can hopefully make a play. I was watching the 49er game versus the Cowboys, and the tackling from the 49er defense was night and day when compared to what I was seeing from the New York Giants defense, which was super disappointing once again. I expected this defense to come out and just 
punch Philly in the face, and whether they beat him or not, Philly was going to feel the pain. But no, the defense didn't do jack shit. For some reason, the blitzing was far and few in between. And once again, the defensive ends. The defensive ends and outside linebackers combined with the I mean, just overall, it was a bad game. So at middle linebacker, now before I get to the linebackers, as I was saying, you have Leonard Williams. Will Leonard Williams, he, he already stated he would take a pay cut to come back. Hopefully he does, and he comes back healthy because a healthy Leonard Williams is definitely going to be an effective player. Defensive ends, you could consider Ward a defensive end. He's 290 pounds. Do you bring a guy like that back? He wasn't an effective pass rusher. He was good against the run. He can't cover because he's not fast enough. You know, do you bring him back? He's a great locker room guy, great leader. And then you got to think about the outside linebackers. Thibodeau, he was a disruptive force. As a rookie, he was a force to be reckoned with. So he can play the run. He can even drop back and cover for a little bit. And then he can disrupt the passing game. But Aziz Aljilari, who in his rookie season was the best pass rusher for the New York Giants, he couldn't stay healthy. So now you have to depend, to, to worry about Ojolari being one of those players who is a who has great potential and shows it on the field when he is there, but can he stay healthy? And that is not a good look for Ojolari because these injuries were very reminiscent of what Kadarius Tony was going through. Odd freaking injuries that every week I was worried, all right. Ojolari finally came back from injury reserve. Is he going to play this week? When he was on the field, he still had five and a half sacks. He was an impact player. But can he be on the field on a consistent basis? And even if he can, the New York Giants legitimately need three effective pass rushers to go along with Dexter Lawrence and possibly... Leonard Williams, who can be an effective force in the passing game uh, when it comes to the middle of the field. The Giants are going to have to draft somebody else. They're going to have to draft some linebackers because the middle linebackers was you had a bunch of free agents, guys who at one point or another were a force to be reckoned with. Not necessarily a force to be ranked, but they were effective starters at one point in their career. And now you have Smith and and I can't even remember his name right now, who was a former Lion. Those two guys were atrocious against the Eagles. You brought in Landon Collins. He didn't play. The rookie didn't play McFadden. And it's not like these players would have done any better against the Eagles running game. So it's a lot easier for me to say just draft some big middle linebackers that can play the run and 
play zone effectively, that's a lot easier said than done. Because the 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 position has changed to lighter and smaller middle linebackers who are capable of running sideline to sideline and blitzing and stepping back in playing zone. Beavers has he's a former safety in college. So he has cover skills. But I mean if he was like a, a, a prolific cover linebacker, he would have been drafted way higher than he did. So just because he has the experience as a safety doesn't mean that he's going to suddenly be the savior of the middle linebacking unit, but he's a big thumper. He has some pass rush ability, and he's a, he's a player that the New York Giants and myself, I actually wanted uh, Beavers to be drafted by the New York Giants two years ago. I said that would be a really nice pick for the New York Giants, a very versatile, big physical linebacker. And lo and behold, he was drafted in the sixth round or something crazy like that. But then again, are you going to depend on a linebacker who has no playing experience coming off an injury? The Giants can't do that anymore. They've done it for too many years, not taking the, the linebacking unit seriously. I would love to see Edmonds from the Buffalo Bills come in as a free agent. The kid is still young. He is a big physical player who can do it all. That would be my number one free agent before a wide receiver, before a cornerback. I would love the New York Giants to just go and get Edmonds. Now, that's a lot easier said than done, once again. But the New York Giants, they have glaring holes on defense. A lot of people are talking about the wide receivers being the top priority coming into the, uh, this offseason. Me, personally, I believe that the front seven is the Giants' biggest Achilles heel. If they cannot stop the run in the NFC East, and I believe they only won one NFC East game this season. They believe, I, I believe they were 1-4-1, one, a tie with Washington. The Eagles, the Cowboys, and the Reds, uh, excuse me, the Commanders can run the game, uh, run the ball. They can run the ball. They have young, talented running backs. You got Sanders on the Eagles, Pollard for the Cowboys, and Robinson on the Commanders. Tough running backs. And if the Giants cannot, uh, if they can't stop the run, it doesn't matter how many pass rushes you have. It doesn't matter how many wide receivers you have. They're going to get destroyed in the NFC East. So imagine going to, to San Francisco and playing the 49ers, who, is, who has a dominant running game. And that's what they're going to play next season. So the Giants need to shore up that front seven. That is priority number one. And then a starting cornerback to go along with Jackson. In my opinion, I would like the New York Giants to draft some young players, some young cornerbacks that will eventually take over the starting spot 
away from Jackson because as good as he can be, he is injury prone. Uh, injury prone. And his effort against the Eagles, that was a big turnoff. That was a big turnoff. He was getting blocked all over the place, thrown around like a rag doll, playing 10 yards off the ball against Brown on a third and eight, giving him the first down before he comes to tackle. Now, it, was, it wasn't just Jackson. The, the entire defense was just playing soft as hell. But we don't know if Moreau is going to come back. We don't know. He's going to be 29, I believe. Is he going to lose some of his skill set? Is Robinson going to come back at all? Is he going to be an effective player next season? Does Flott finally gain some muscle and build on a pretty promising rookie season? He showed some promise. He showed some rookie mistakes as well, but that's to to be expected. The kid wasn't expected to contribute much because of his size. So if he can get up to 100, uh, excuse me, 200 pounds or so, he's six feet, he's going to grow. So he could be like 6'1", who knows, 200 pounds. If he doesn't lose some of his speed and quickness, Flott has, has the potential to be a number one corner. The Giants are going to have to bring in at least two Number one corner, uh, this is going to sound weird. Either draft two number one corners, potential number one cornerbacks. You draft them with the intention that they are going to be the starters in a year or two, right? So you need to, because Jackson is just too, too injury prone. He's not dependable. Granted, had he not returned a punt, and the, the defensive player came in late and dove right at his knee as he was laying down. So it wasn't like he got injured like Ojolari was getting injured. But Jackson has had injuries in most of his career. So we definitely, the New York Giants definitely need two potential starting cornerbacks in the draft. I don't I don't see anyone coming in via free agency. Safeties, you have McKinney, who has Pro Bowl potential. And then Love was playing pretty good, but he may not be coming back. He's a free agent. Somebody might pay him. And I could see him being a buccaneer or something like that. He reminds me of a Logan Ryan type player. He's a very very good kid, very smart player. He can potentially be the starting free safety for, you know, three, four se- three, four years for the New York Giants. But I don't know if they believe in Belton. Maybe he can come in and be the starting free safety or a strong safety. Maybe Robinson, instead of being a cornerback, maybe they put him at free safety. There's potential in that. But Belton, he was playing pretty good at times. So maybe he's the future. Maybe they feel they can get rid of, they can let Love go via free agency because they have Belton. But the front seven, the the defense, you have defensively, 
top priority is that front seven. Offensively, the top priority is the interior of the offensive line. And, of course, you have to determine if you're going to bring back Daniel Jones. And looking at free agency, there's nobody else you're going to bring in. Looking at the draft, the Giants aren't going to draft high enough to get one of these potential superstar quarterbacks. And then you have to start all over again anyway. So bring back Daniel Jones. I hope they can bring back Saquon Barkley. And then start building through the draft, getting some wide receivers, maybe trade for T. Higgins or something. Who knows, maybe Odell comes back. But once again, you have a player with a history of injuries. So it kind of defeats the purpose. And tight end, you know, Bellinger, I'd be happy if Bellinger was still around as the starting tight end. He played pretty good for a rookie. He was way, he played way better than a lot of us thought he would as a rookie. So the eye injury stopped his progression. He started to come on late. The kid could block. He has dependable hands. He seems to get open. So at tight end, we have a potential number one starter. In Bellinger. I'm really interested in seeing what Joe Shane and, and Dable can do this offseason. Will players from different teams look at the New York Giants now, look at that coaching staff and say, you know what, that's an organization I want to play for. Because if you win in New York City, you are idolized forever. You could just be with the Giants for one season, but if you're part of a winning Super Bowl team, you are you are a Giant for life. You can go to another team. You're still going to be considered a, a New York Giant. So winning New York City is a big freaking deal. It is life-changing. You will never have to pay for any of your food. <laughs> You'll be a celebrity. So a kid like Edmonds from the Buffalo Bills, he comes in here. He's the New York Giants starting linebacker for four years. He solidifies that linebacker position. And now he's a big deal. His popularity just skyrockets, especially if he plays the way he, he plays in Buffalo. He'll be a star. A, a star. He, right now he's unrecognizable because he plays for the Bills. But he's a really awesome linebacker. So... Yeah, it's been a fun season. It's been a really fun season for the New York Giants. I met a lot of cool people on social media, interacted with them in Twitter spaces, talking about New York Giants football. But just like always, when you have social media and you have a bunch of people talking about the same things, you start to meet characters. They begin to be annoying and then you kind of fall back on going to the spaces because it's the same characters talking about the same things. And so for now, I give myself a little break from the spaces, from YouTube videos and stuff like that. But it's a lot easier to deal with it because they're giant fans. And it's really good to find giant fellow Giants fans, especially... When you're coming off a really surprising season like the New York Giants did in 2022. 
So overall, it was a successful season. We beat the Vikings in a playoff matchup. It just ended in a really bad note, in an embarrassing note against the freaking Eagles, and that's not what I wanted to see. No New York Giants fan wanted to see that. And once again, not only lose to the Eagles, but just get beat up badly. It was unfair. It was a. It was. It was an embarrassing game for the New York Giants. Let's just put it that way. So, I'm gonna wrap it up. I'll keep doing my New York Giants uh, podcast episodes. Not every week like I've been doing during the season. But as things happen, I'll chime in. So you guys take care. I'll be talking to you later.